The Nucleus Series 4, Lakutis Sichis, Volume 16, the third Sicha for Pasha's boy, titled Don't Come Naked to the Ball. Upon the verse, on the 10th of this month, let each take a lamb. And then it goes on to say, and you shall keep watch over it until the 14th day of this month. And then it concludes with saying that on the 14th of the month, ye shall slaughter it in the afternoon. Rashi asked, now why was it to be taken four days before its slaughter, something not required in the Passover sacrifice of later generations? And Rashi answers by quoting, Rabbi Matthew, the son of Harash, used to say, behold, he, meaning God, says, the time For the fulfillment of the oath that I swore to Abraham that I would redeem his children has arrived. But they, meaning the children of Israel, had no commandments in their hands with which to occupy themselves in order that they be redeemed. As it is said, quoting a verse from Ezekiel, but you were naked and bare. So he gave them two mitzvot, the blood of the Passover and the blood of the circumcision. They circumcised themselves on that night as it is said, quoting a verse from Ezekiel, downtrodden with your bloods, plural, with the two types of blood. And so that's one thing. And then Rashi goes on to say, and because they were passionately fond of idolatry, Moses said to them, withdraw and take for yourselves. He meant withdraw from idolatry and take for yourselves sheep for the mitzvah. For the mitzvah. End of Rashi. Questions. Number one. How does the teaching of Ramasya answer the question when the two bloods both took place on the 14th? Hence, why take and guard the lamb for four days prior? Question number two. If Rashi quotes the name of the sage, it is because knowing who said it gives us insight. How so here? Question number three. Rashi quotes the words used to say which implies that Rab Masya would often say this and not just as a one-time answer to a question. How does this give us insight into the answer? And question number four, in the source of Rashi's teaching, which is the Mechilta, the closing statement of, and because they were passionately fond of idolatry, was actually stated by, not by Rab Masya, but by Rabbi Eliezer Hakfar, who disagrees with Rab Masya. And nevertheless, Rashi quotes both as one long response with the word and, and because they were. Note, the Rebbe first quotes many answers, uh, disputing them, after which the Rebbe then offers this explanation. Rashi's answer to the question is not from the teaching of Ramasya, who speaks nothing of the taking of the lamb. Rather, Rashi's answer as to why the four days of guarding the lamb starts from and because they were passionately fond of idolatry. And being that there is no extra insight by knowing who said this, Rashi doesn't quote the name Rabbi Lezer Hakfar. However, in order to understand how that answers the question, Rashi has to first give the introduction of Rabbi Masya said, and knowing who said it will give insight to the introduction. Hence, there Rashi does quote and gives us his name, Rabbi Masya ben Kharosh. Rashi is first telling us that the issue at hand that the children of Israel were both 
one, naked, and two, bare, meaning they were naked from, turn away from evil, the evil of Egypt, meaning that they ultimately would be leaving with Egypt still within them, hence never leaving Egypt at all. And the second thing is, and they were bare from and do good. And this was denying them to be able to be at Mount Sinai and receive the Torah from God. Hence, God gave them two commandments in which the blood of the Passover sacrifice was to have an all-encompassing removal of their nakedness of not being turned away from evil, meaning of the all-encompassing evil of being passionately fond of idolatry. And then the second mitzvah, the blood of the circumcision, was to remove their bareness of and do good. And this was with the all-encompassing do-good of entering into the covenant of God, the circumcision. Now that we know that this Passover lamb was not just about God's passing over the houses of the Jews at the 10th plague of the killing of the firstborns, but was about cleansing the Jewish people from idolatry. Rashi is telling us that being that the Jewish people were passionately fond of idolatry, it would therefore take four days to remove this Egyptian evil from them. A. Moses already told Pharaoh, we will sacrifice the deity of the Egyptians before their eyes and they will not stone us. Hence, the children of Israel's taking the lamb into the house was an act of self-sacrifice, of separating themselves from idolatry. And B, when God told Abraham to bind Isaac on the altar, and Abraham set out the next morning, the verse then says, on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place. Upon which Rashi comments, why did God delay from showing it to him immediately, only on the third day? And he answers, so that the people should not say that God confused Abraham and confounded Abraham and suddenly and deranged his mind. And if Abraham would have had time to think it over, he would not have done it, meaning that it was four days since Abraham was commanded by God and he actually bound Isaac on the altar. There was the day that God told him and then the next morning he started traveling and he traveled for three days. Hence, we understand that only after four days of having the idol deity of Egypt, of which the children of Israel were passionately fond of, was it certain that the Jewish people have truly and wholly turned away from evil? Now, for the student to understand that even though God had promised Abraham that he would take Abraham's offering out of Egypt, and nevertheless the children of Israel needed to do something to merit their exodus, Rashi tells us the name Rabbi Masya ben Kharash, so that we look into his life and understand why he used to say repeatedly to his students this teaching. The Talmud tells us that Rabbi Masya, who had the largest yeshiva Torah school at that time, that he lived in Rome, which caused, as the Talmud goes on to explain, on the verse, justice, justice shall you follow. What does it mean follow? This teaches that one should follow the sages to the academy where they are found. And then the Talmud goes on to give examples. 
And one of the examples it says is, follow after Rabmatya to Rome. Hence, Rabmatya would consistently comfort his students for their being in exile by telling them that the redemption depends upon establishing a Torah school specifically in the exile status of Rome, naked and bare, and to transform the Rome Jews that were naked and bare into a Torah school by Torah students occupying themselves with the Rome Jews in their place of exile. And for this alone, Rabbi Matthias had his Torah school in Rome. So too were the ways of the previous Rebbe, Rabbi Yosef Yitzchak of Lubavitch, whose Yom Hilula, day of passing, takes place on this coming week, on the 10th of Shvat, which this year coincides with Wednesday, February 1st, 2023, who stayed in the diaspora, always in the central state and city, so that he himself and likewise teaches students to go out and occupy themselves with the diaspora state of mind Jews and bring them closer to Torah and mitzvot.